Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm Bailey Merzik, also with the Department of Communication. Today, we're going to celebrate Heart Month with a discussion involving two members of the cardiovascular care team here at Michigan Medicine. Now, before we get into that, check out other heartwarming episodes of the Employee Podcast, including last week's show where I was the guest and Jeremy Fallis took over as host. You can find that episode and all the others on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. New shows also can be found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel and as part of the headlines we can review. And with that, let's bring in Beverly Kuznitsky and Amber Spensley. Can the two of you get us started by introducing yourselves and explaining your roles at Michigan Medicine? Hi, thanks for having us on. I'm Amber Spensley and I am a registered dietitian here and I work with the cardiovascular center in the outpatient clinic. Um, I also cover the metabolic fitness program, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Yes, and I'm Bev Kuznitsky. I'm also a dietitian here at Michigan Medicine. I work at Domino Farms. Um, and in addition to my cardiovascular role, I supervise, I supervise five other specialty dietitian areas. I've been a dietitian over 30 years, and um, I'm glad to join you here for Heart Month. Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you. Now, Bev, let's start with you. We mentioned that February is American Heart Month. So can you tell our listeners, what in general does a heart-healthy diet actually look like? Sure. Um, we tend to encourage a Mediterranean or a DASH type eating pattern. Um, DASH stands for Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension. Um, both of these diet patterns are very plant forward. So they encourage a lot of fruits and vegetables, um, whole grains, legumes being those beans, lentils, um, healthy fats, and low fat dairy products. The Mediterranean or DASH eating pattern can or doesn't have to have animal protein in it. But if you do choose to have animal proteins, um, we are encouraging fish at least a couple times a week and chicken with no skin. I would say one of the big things that when I work with patients, it's often you know, what they're not eating. So I enjoy working with them at the going to the grocery store, finding new flavors, new foods, things to add for fun. Yeah, so so helping patients with diets seems like something you you do a lot. What What type of patients do you usually work with? in your daily work? Yeah, well, so we see patients for both primary prevention and secondary prevention. So primary prevention, those that don't have heart disease yet, and we're trying to prevent it, which is a great spot to start. Um, our secondary prevention patients already have heart disease, and we want to keep them healthy, strong, and going forward. So honestly, it could be a patient who's had an MI, um, a stroke, maybe before or after heart transplant, valve replacement, peripheral vascular disease, hypertension. We work with them on that DASH diet. Um, as Amber mentioned, she works with metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome is you know, a group of characteristics that um, if you have three of five, which are blood pressure, high glucose, abdominal obesity, high triglycerides, or low HDL metabolic syndrome. So we work with those patients. Um, lipid, cholesterol disorders. I mean, it's just a huge variety of patients that we get to work with. Yeah, that's great. So I'm going to open this up to both of you. What sort of programs, clinics, classes, et cetera, does your team support outside of like the one-on-one -on -one patient work? Um, so as I mentioned, I do the metabolic fitness program. 
um, which is a six month long program and it's pretty comprehensive. So it's not me working alone. I work alongside exercise physiologists, alongside um, a social worker who does our behavioral health component. And we have a lot of guest lectures, including, um, I, I forgot to mention, we have a, a nurse who also does intake, um, midpoint checkup, and the final visit where labs are drawn. Um, and measurements are taken. Um, so like I said, it's the six month long program to really help people um, adapt lifestyle changes um, that eventually hopefully leads to improvements in cholesterol in um, uh, a number of measures, including um, uh, blood, blood sugar or A1C. Um, and then I might be jumping ahead just a little bit here, but we also do um, virtual visit group classes, myself as, as well as our whole team of dietitians. Um, the ones that I teach are, um, well, it's a plant-based series. So I have three classes and my first class is all about a plant-based diet, which is the fundamentals it's called. And it's really to help people just learn about a plant-based diet and how to do it healthfully, like which, which micronutrients might be needed to consider. And then also just, you know, any questions you might have about a plant-based diet. And then my secondary class is adding beans to your diet, which is all about um, how to incorporate beans, um, how to cook them so they're digestible, um, different recipes and it's probably my favorite class <laughs> and then the final class I teach in my series is how to add soy to your diet so kind of myth busting is involved in that one um, but that's um, that's a series I teach monthly and on Wednesdays so the first second and third Wednesday of every month and people can can do all of the classes or just or just one some of the other classes we teach or groups that we have um, we're part of the lipid clinic so the lipid clinic involves patients who have either genetic predisposition for hypercholesterolemia or um, may just have really high numbers. So working with the providers to find both lifestyle and medication um, means to bring that down. We are part of the hypertension clinic. So for blood pressure, we work with the providers on that as well. Um, patients get lifestyle modification and potential medications as well. Um, and another big area for our group of dietitians is cardiac rehab. So patients who've left the hospital with the event, um, they usually spend, you know, up to 12 weeks coming to exercise two to three times a week. And we're very fortunate. We have a dietitian in, the, in there that can work with them on a weekly basis, just changing um, small habits, pushing them towards a new direction with their diet. So this question is for Amber. Let's say I was going to see a dietitian at Michigan Medicine uh, what would the visit look like and any any follow-up appointments look like? So our initial visit, um, it depends on, on the person, but typically I would say lasts about 50 minutes. Um, and it usually starts with the reason for the visit. So maybe why they were referred by, by their doctor. Um, I also like to start my visits by asking my patients what what they're interested in getting from the visit, which may or may not match with what the referral is for. Um, I really like to make sure my patients are getting 
what they want out of it. That really helps with buy-in and um, with, with results. Um, after that, I like to gather some background information. So learning what are, you know, what are some lifestyle barriers that may be getting in the way or just kind of what's going on in a person's life that may impact the goals we set together. Then I gather what I call a diet recall. So, or a typical day, some people call it. Um, so I just gather, you know, kind of what a person might eat throughout the day, just so I can get some samples, what, you know, and, and, and gathering that information, I can learn things like which foods they like, you know, I get to learn a little bit more about what cooking might look like in their home. And then from there, um, we can address any like maybe specific challenges a person might have. Um, and I have a piece that I set aside for, for each visit where I do a little bit of education. So I like to gather some background and then tailor my education for, you know, what that patient might need. Some, some patients, you know, might already kind of know what I want to talk to them about, but getting that background helps me, you know, learn how to tailor the visit. Um, and then if a patient is willing, I like to end the visit with a goal or a couple of goals um, based on what, what they wanted to get out of it. So, um, and usually that's something pretty specific. Um, we, we create kind of smart goals and, and that leads me to a follow-up. If a person is interested in a, a follow-up visit, we might come back to their goal that they set in the previous visit and, um, you know, see, you know, if there's any troubleshooting that is needed, or maybe we, we can move on and set some new goals. Um, and usually that's a, a 30 minute visit is, is for follow-up. Without getting into too many specifics, is there sort of a success story with a patient that Amber, maybe you've seen or Bev, you've seen as well? Um, that can really highlight the the work that you two do? Yeah, so it's it is really hard to pinpoint like a specific success story, but um, things that um, I I would consider success, some are more, a little bit more obvious, like improved laboratory values, right? They, a patient might be coming to me to lower their cholesterol. So obviously, an improvement in those numbers, I see that all the time, and that that's a success. Um, outside of that, I really love hearing people tell me how adopting new habits has changed their life. So I hear people telling me, hey, I feel like I have a lot more energy. Um, or I really like to learn that people are getting a better relationship with food, right? Sometimes people come to me with, um, you know, we have a diet culture where food can be very black and white, right? So improving someone's relationship with food can go a long way. And then I, probably my favorite success is when somebody's having fun with it, right? When they are starting to incorporate foods that they've never tried before and they're really enjoying it. Um, or maybe they've, you know, find some, some sort of joyful movement that they enjoy doing. So um, success can look a lot of different ways. I want to agree with what Amber said on many of those topics that, you know, we can see success from labs, but one of my favorite su success stories is when a patient is in a visit with you and says, you know, this was fun. I was expecting you to take everything away from me and I'm enjoying this and I'm looking forward to seeing you again. So to me, that is a huge success in itself. Yeah. I want to add to that because I, we hear that a lot. Like pa patients don't necessarily know what they're getting into 
when they meet with a dietitian and there's some connotation that it is um, about a diet, right? And not necessarily that lifestyle stuff that we've been talking about. So kind of breaking that expectation and having it be something somebody actually enjoys, right? Like it's not a punishment, but it's like learning and fun for people. That's nothing more rewarding than that. So aside from seeing all the, the patient success stories, what would you say is your favorite part of working in cardiovascular medicine? So I'll start this one, Amber, and then let you take it from me. Um, my favorite part of working in cardiovascular has to be the patients. I mean, they're just a wonderful group that it's always somebody different, but there's such a, a variety and an interesting story behind each patient. So I really enjoy that. Um, in addition, I do like the team that we have. I like the multidisciplinary part of what I do as a clinician. So working with the providers, I'm always learning something, something from them, as well as I hope it goes both ways. So. Yeah, I would agree with Bob, the, the patients and you know, seeing some of those success stories or helping somebody with something that's been challenging for them, maybe their whole lives. Um, outside of that, I really like this area of nutrition. I've worked in a lot of different areas and um, I really like to talk about heart health. And I think it's maybe one of the first areas where I felt like I could really talk about plant-based nutrition. And there's a lot of people interested in that. So um, those are my favorite uh, aspects of this role. Now, before we wrap up the conversation, I actually want to go back to something Amber had mentioned, which is myth busting. And that's one of the classes you like to do. What would both of you say is like one of the biggest myths about the work that you do or um, just nutrition in general? So the first one that comes to mind that I think the myth we bust is we are not the food police. You can have whatever you want. Um, we're just going to help you fit it in the best way possible. So. Awesome. Um, and that's, you know, and I, I love it because so many of these conversations that we have um, with experts at Michigan Medicine, it's all about moderation, right? Like you just said, you're, we're, you're not taking anything away. You're just trying to make you use what you love or eat what you love in a more healthful way. Um, and that's the same when it comes to, you know, I've had conversations about alcohol and other things, you know, where it's, you don't have to necessarily take it all away. That's sometimes not the healthiest way to change your habits, um, but it's all about moderation. So that's great. Um, so finally, to, to wrap up the conversation now, why should somebody see a cardiovascular dietitian? What is the biggest benefit the patient will get out of their work with you? So I think some of the biggest benefits patients can get is acceptance for themselves to say, you know, again, we're back to this. What is it that you like? What is it you want? And so we can help you see, um, the vision that says that I'm okay where I'm at, I'll keep moving forward. Um, and hopefully then just be in a healthier spot, enjoying life and living it to your fullest. I would also add to that and just say, we have a specialized knowledge of, you know, there's multiple aspects of nutrition and we, you know, day in and day out work with patients with cardiovascular conditions. So um, I think that specialized knowledge is definitely a reason to, to work with us. All right. Well, thank you both so much for sharing your insight today. If you want to learn more about Heart Month, you can go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. For one of you, your work isn't quite done here. Now, Beverly, you won the coin toss before the show. So you're going to be in the hot seat for the lightning round when we ask one of our guests four quick fire questions that they have not seen before. Are you ready to go? 
Ready as I'll be. Yep. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. So we've talked a lot about diet and heart health today, um, but let's turn to exercise. So what is your favorite way to work out? My latest go-to, especially this time of year is yoga. So I've been doing, it's not hot yoga. It's about 90 degrees um, in there. And I really enjoy it, especially on a Monday after work, going in there and just letting the day go. So love it. Yeah. All right. Now the next two questions are timely ones. This past weekend was the Grammy Awards. Who is your favorite musical artist, band or singer? Okay. I loved seeing Billy Joel. That was a, yes. no, that was easy one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and another timely one. This upcoming Sunday is, of course, the Super Bowl. So what will you be more into, the game itself or the halftime show or the commercials or all of it? Um, I would have been into the Lions the most, but I will be into the game. So I'll go with the game the most, and um, but all of it, yeah. I know, I'm almost like, do I even want to watch it? Because they were so close, and it's going to be depressing to watch, but that's okay. All I right. Expecting, expecting you to ask me to pick a team, and that was going yeah. to be hard, so. Yes. Well, I feel like I have to pick the Chiefs because I'm just mad at the 49ers for beating the Lions. <laughs> gotcha. So what are you going to do? All right. Finally, if you could travel anywhere in the world this year for a vacation and cost wasn't an issue, where would you go? Ooh, lots of places. I want to pick Australia because I've never been there. Um, but Italy is a very close second. So, um, yeah. Australia sounds great until you find out all like the creatures crawling around Australia. That's, yeah. That takes it out for me. It will be on my bucket list eventually, so. All right, well, thank you so much, uh, Beverly, for sharing your thoughts and for sharing your insight into heart, heart health. If you want to learn more about American Heart Month, you can go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. All right, now while you're there, check out other featured stories from this week, including a peek into the work life of Connor Rivera, who carries out video game therapy at Mott. It's a really cool job. He does amazing things. So check out the feature on him at mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. Okay, Dan. So we asked Bev about her favorite musical group or artist. What about you? All right. So she completely stole my thunder on that because I am like probably an old man at heart and Billy Joel is amazing. I've seen him twice in person. Um, he is still rocking out and giving like two and a half hour concerts um so I love that and I love seeing him perform at the Grammys I know it had been decades since he had done that so um Billy Joel is probably my my number one what about you Bailey um Ed Sheeran probably would be mine I saw him in concert this past summer um in Detroit where Eminem came out so that was awesome too um but no Ed Sheeran would be my number one I've listened to probably every single one of his songs multiple nice. times so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah big fan Awesome. All right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. For over a century, Michigan Medicine has been on a mission to bring Michigan answers to patients and families across Michigan and beyond. It's why University of Michigan Health is honored to have been named Michigan's number one hospital once again by U.S. News & World Report and to have been named year after year to the prestigious honor roll of the nation's top hospitals. If you need a Michigan answer in your life, think Michigan Medicine and visit michigananswers.com. This week's question is, what are the dates of the upcoming Vital Voices Engagement Survey? Once again, what are the dates of the upcoming Vital Voices Engagement Survey? You can find the answer in headlines, and once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu the chance to win a prize. And that's all the time we have for today. 
Thanks, Amber and Bev, for joining us. And thanks, as always, to our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. And we'll see you next week.